Hey, New Walk Church. Some of you may know exactly where I'm at. I'm at the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the USF Bulls. We're not going to talk about the Bulls much here uh, right now, but uh, man, this is a place uh, actually that's been the home of the Bucks Super Bowl championship just a couple of years ago. And wow, there's a lot of memories for a lot of years of Bucks fans here behind me, but what I want to talk to you about today in this game day series is really uh, the critical nature that all Christians are called to, to actually be involved in the game of our faith. I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit more. I want to start by using a phrase that maybe some of you have heard over the years when it comes to sports. Put me in coach, you know, it's a song, put me in coach. It's actually about baseball. But I think in every sport, if you're on a team, you want to be put, you want to be put in the game. Nobody on a team wants to sit on a bench. Nobody on a team, you know, wants to be void or put away aside from the action. Everybody would want to be involved in the game, you would think anyways. I remember uh, growing up playing sports, uh, that probably the sport I played the most when I was very young was baseball. And I can remember uh, being on the bench uh, my first season of baseball, just kind of being there, wanting to get in the game. Hey, coach, put me in. I want to be involved in, in the scene. And yet I wasn't allowed to be involved. I, I wasn't good enough or I wasn't ready to be in the game. Well, here's the good news. God wants every person who calls themselves a believer in Christ to be in the game. In fact, even if you're not a believer in Christ, God wants every person in humanity to encounter the game, the, the goodness of what it means to be active in our faith. Jesus was praying this prayer before he went to the cross. He was with his disciples. And in John 17 and verse 15, it says this, Jesus prayed to the Father, in the same way that you gave me a mission in the world, I gave them a mission in the world. Hang with me here for just a second. Uh, let's review that scripture really quick here. Jesus, if you, if you see the, the way this thing moves forward, the way the progression, the advancement of it, Jesus is saying, God, you gave to me a mission. Now I'm giving this to the disciples. And really the progression of this is now the, beyond the disciples. It's to you and I today. That progression is in place, that Jesus came, he downloaded to the disciples, and now still you and I have access to this game, this adventure that God is calling humanity out to. God wants every single one of us to encounter his purpose. God wants every single one of us to encounter uh, the, the adventure of being a part of our faith. So it's, it's really not a question of, does God want us to get off the bench? It's not a question, does God want us to be in the game? I think the question is, generally, do you want to be in the game? Do you, if we know that God has paved a way for all of us to be in the game, do you want to be in the game? This stadium can seat about 70 to 80,000 people right now. On the field, though, are only about 70 or 80 players. It's a very small amount that are actually playing the game. You want to know something? Sadly, it's like that in the church. There are a lot of people watching, but not as many that are actually involved in 
the game. You see people coming to church and they're wanting the blessing. They're wanting uh, the message. They're wanting the music. They're wanting to be served. They're wanting all of the blessings that come from being a part of the work of the church and, and being a part of the faith. They want all of that to be received, but there's only a smaller amount that's actually pouring out, is actually involved in the game, in the work of the message of Jesus Christ being spread in a community like we have here in East Pascom. What I want to do in the rest of our time together is give you some steps to getting in the game, how you can make sure that you're in the stadium, but not just in the stadium, you're actually involved in the game. And so I want to give you some of those steps here as we go through this journey together. Before I give you the first fill-in, I want to tell you, I'm standing out here in the it's called the Bucks sort of beach zone here, out, out in the beach club area. You're not in the stadium. You're, you're not even close really to the field out here. You're hanging out, you're enjoying some of the vibes out here, but you're just not close to the field where ultimately people who are really involved in the game are. I think that we've all had moments where we've been outside a stadium, been in the stands, Maybe even you played in a sport. As a matter of fact, just by a show of hands, if you're just watching this right now, those of you there at Newwalk, you're watching this, and you played a sport growing up, would you just raise your hand? Go ahead, raise, raise your hand there and say, okay. So probably a lot of you played sports. I did as well. And man, uh, I can remember uh, those moments of intensity and in, in some of the teams and events I got to be at, be a part of and play in, you know, the one thing that all of those teams had in common that I got to be a part of growing up was I, I had to have a heart for that team. I had to have a heart to want to be there. And that's the first thing I put in your notes is you need to have a heart for the team that you're involved in. You need to have your heart right for your team, right? No one's gonna do well in any team work if their heart's not in the right place. When you decide to ask God, hey, put me in. That, that's what we're talking about. Put me in coach. We're talking about being used by God. When you, when you want to be used on God's team, you've got to decide to make sure your heart is, is ready for it. You want to come into it with a pure and ready heart. Now, you know, there are a lot of people who won't enter the stadium because they don't think they're worthy enough. They don't think they could ever serve in the work of the church, be a part of a church, be a part of the work of God because, well, because they've sinned, because they've made mistakes, because they've made poor choices. And you know, in your sin and in your brokenness, <laughs> you probably aren't right to be used by God in those moments because you know, life's a mess. Maybe you're outside the stadium right now in your life. You're caught up in the possessions and pleasures and power trips of this world, the social status, and uh, you've been living a life away from God. Well, you don't have to stay there. God wants every person to be involved and be a part of his team. He wants us to enter the stadium, get down on the field, and get going. And all of us can, through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sin, our hearts can be made new. Our hearts can be put in right positioning. Uh, the great general Joshua, he says this in the Old Testament. He says in Joshua 3, 5, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Purify yourselves. Uh, Joshua is saying, hey, 
the things we're about to do tomorrow as, as we cross over the Jordan, as we, as we head into new land, there's going to be incredible things in front of us, but we got to get our hearts right and ready. In any of us, uh, a part of this weekend's message, you're watching, you're online, you're in the service, you can put yourself in right position to experience the things of God by allowing Him to just do a cleansing and a preparation on your heart for, for what He has in store for you. It, there's an attack by the spiritual adversary, our enemy, Satan. He doesn't want you to think you're good enough to be a part of a church. He doesn't want you to think that you're good enough to be right with God. He doesn't want you to think, he want, he's pushing against you. He doesn't want you to think that you could ever do anything for his team and for the kingdom. But you can, in the forgiveness of sin, the connectivity with God, he'll do amazing things in you. And I love what it says in the scriptures that we just looked at. It says, tomorrow something great is coming. He's saying, get things in order now because tomorrow He's wanting to do a work inside of you and me. He wants to show you great and mighty things. And so as we head inside and take a look at some of the other things that need to be in place for us to advance in the things of God, uh, take a moment and say, God, I want you to use me. Put me in coach, but, but God, God, cleanse and do a work on my heart. Get me ready for what you have in store as you're going to use me for your work and your purposes in the kingdom of God. In this location of Raymond James Stadium, I'm in what's known as the club area. This is actually a, a very massive, expansive area. Uh, what you can do in the club is you can actually come to the game, be in the stadium, watch the game from complete air condition, sitting back in your chair, sipping on a soda, getting a bunch of food, never really ever sweating a game like you can watch behind the windows behind me like you just looking through the glass and kind of watch the game that way in all of the comforts that you're looking for here's the problem with that anytime i've ever kind of been in the club it feels like i'm really actually isolated from the heavy game work and i want to say as we advance on this journey we just talked about our hearts being in right position uh, you have to make a decision if you want to be used by God uh, that you want to be able to give physically of your body to be used by God. And that's the second thing in your notes. Being willing to be used physically to, to, to let your body be put to work in the work of the kingdom. God is not asking for us to run a, a 4 5 40. <laughs> Thank goodness for some of us. But uh, he is asking us that, hey, if you want to be involved in the work of the kingdom, you're going to probably have to put a little bit of energy into it. I, I love what it says in 1 Corinthians 9.25. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will, uh, they do their work to, to be a part of a prize that will, look, look at what it says in your notes, to fade away. Right there, to fade away. So a lot of guys are training, working hard, athletes, but they're doing it for a prize that'll fade away. But then it says, but we, in our work for the kingdom of God, we do it for something that will last forever, an eternal prize. I, I want to tell you that there's a training, there's a development, there's a perseverance, there's, there seems to be in the scriptures a constant reminder that there's an effort in the work of the kingdom of God. Uh, we are all oftentimes being compared to athletes and athleticism to do God's work. But it is for what kind of prize? An eternal 
prize, not one that will fade away. Here's the point. If you want to be used by God, uh, you might have to sweat a little bit. <laughs> you might have to put a little energy into it. God might need you to put a little effort. You, you might have to get up a little bit earlier before church or go home a little bit later than maybe you were. But there's going to have to be some kind of physical effort uh, put forth. I think for so many people, when we consider the fact that God wants us to all be used by Him, God wants us in the game, we know it's possible, but I think we see a lot of people that want to treat church, treat the work of the kingdom, just like the club area. Very disconnected, very comfortable, no sweat, just relax and kick back. You're not going to be used by God in a, in a way like that. We'll put forth some kind of effort, be willing to give up our body physically. And that leads me to the next point. The third thing that I've put in, in your notes is that you've got to decide you want to make time in your schedule for the team. Write that down, making time in your schedule for the team. If you want to be devoted to a team, you're going to give time out of, out of your schedule. You're going to have to put forth a significant effort physically, but also in a schedule. Look, uh, God can use people whose hearts are in the right place. Uh, God can use people who want to put forth a physical effort. But God's not going to be able to use somebody who doesn't make time for him. So it's going to be real critical. And we live in a culture today where everybody is talking about how busy they are. Um, but it is th the people who are too busy for God. Well, those people are just too busy in life. You, you're going to have to set what you might say is some really good things aside to make room for something great in the work of the kingdom. You're going to have to say no to some things in your calendar, maybe just a little bit of things. Maybe it's not like something ma massive amount of rescheduling, but you're going to have to rework the calendar to make room for God. You just, you just have to. You know, I, I do think it is super easy to be overcommitted and to not have time for God. It really is easy to do that. Uh, heck, uh, in the role that I have uh, as a pastor in a large church, do you know that I get invited to like I would say in a month or two period, it feels like, you know, to dozens and dozens and dozens of events. Uh, at graduation time, I might get invited to 30 graduations, um, you know, weddings and, you know, of course, I'm going to attend funerals. But, but as far as things invited, uh, I, I go to all kinds. Uh, we, Pastor, will you come to this? And Pastor, will you come to that? The fact is, is I can say, yo, say yes to some things, but oftentimes I'm, I'm having to say no. Many times I get invited to things on a weekend. Well, I'm heavily involved in serving the work of the kingdom of God on a weekend. I just have to say no to a lot of things because of the work we're doing here. But you may not get invited to all the things that I get invited to, but you say yes to a lot of things as well. I'm just asking you, like, okay, if you're going to get in the game, are you willing to do a rework of your schedule? Maybe just a little bit so that you can be used by him. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 3 and 4. I don't know if you've ever read this, the Apostle Paul teaching Timothy. It's a really cool scripture to pay attention to. Let me read it to you. It says, it says Endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. He says, Soldiers don't get tied up in the affairs of civilian life, for then they cannot please the officer who enlisted them. People who 
are so involved in the things of, of, the, of the world, the, the things that are not of God, they often, this is what the scriptures say, they get so busy that they can't honor God. Is that, is that you? Are you making time in your schedule to, to do the work for the eternal, the things that don't fade away? There's a lot of demands on the family. There's a lot of demands on our life today. But if you're going to be used by God, if you're going to say, put me in coach, if you're going to pray this prayer to say, God, use me, you're going to have to rework your schedule and make time for him. All right, so now we're back here in the stadium and we are positioning ourselves to really get in the game. We've decided we got to make sure our heart is in the right place for what we're doing, being a part of the team. We've decided that we might have to get a little physical. Like we might have to utilize physically our skills and put them to work. We've said we got to make time and our schedule for the team, for the things of God. And now we're at that point where uh, I just thought it would be important to say, okay, as I step forward into the game, I put this in your notes, allow God to stir up a little bit of faith that's in me right now. The little bit of faith that, that I have in me about this opportunity, God, stir it up, maximize it. Let me take that step and move into the game day work that God has for me. You know, there's a, a thing that Jesus talks about in the scriptures, this, this seed. I don't know if you remember Jesus talking about this. He said, if you have faith the size of, a, maybe you know this, the size of a what? A mustard seed. If you have the faith size of a mustard seed, you can do some incredible things. And some of you, uh, you would come before God today and you're, you're praying, okay, put me in coach. God, use me. That, that's my prayer. God, put me in. I, I, I want to be utilized by you. But I feel like it might just be a little bit of a desire to be put to work by you, God. Well, take that little bit and move ahead with that little bit. Uh, this is what the scriptures say in 1 Peter 4 and 2. It says, Strengthen yourselves so that you will live here on earth doing what God wants, not evil things that people want. Hold on a second. Let's rewind that real quick here. Let's read that together as a church family. Let's bring our very best. Uh, we're going to respond and read this out loud together because I think it's so critical. 1 Peter 4 2. Here it is again. Let's read it together. Strengthen yourselves so that you will live here on earth doing what God wants, not evil things that people want. We're talking about strengthening ourselves by taking a step of faith, doing the things that God is wanting for us to do in our lives, advancing ahead for the things he's calling us to, to get in the game. God, use me. Put me in coach. And here's what the scriptures say about that, that when you exercise that faith, when you step into the things of God, God strengthens that little bit of faith and that little bit of seed that you have and turns it into a pig time sprouting tree. This is the step that a lot of you need to take today, exercising the little bit of faith that God has given you to step into the work that he is calling you out to. And I've been saying, uh, throughout this time here, we're dealing with these steps. The prayer is, God, use me. Put me in coach. What is it you want for me? And what is it you want for my life? And as you advance, you watch God build that up. Uh, I hope 
And in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to pray that prayer, to say, God, what is it you want for me? God, how could you use me? I'm, I'm going to ask you to do that. But first, I want to talk about where you and I can build legacy in our lives and with the people around us. And so let's do that next. Well, you may not know this, but here in the stadium, there's like an exclusive place where legacy people are only allowed to enter, to be recognized. It's called the Hall of Fame Club. Did you know that in the Bible, there's an exclusive sort of recognition of some Hall of Fame people? Hebrews chapter 11, these heroes of faith, these Hall of Fame people of our faith. These are people that did uh, exercise a seed of faith that grew and grew and grew. These are people, though, that when God said, will you be used by me? They, they said, yes, I'll be, I'll be, I'm ready. And I think for any of us to encounter uh, the goodness of God, to be, to be able to leave a legacy, to be people that are recognized as having made a huge difference, uh, we have to take specific steps. But there are some key areas, and before I finish out our time together, that if we are investing in and digging into that we can see legacy built. Now, let me give you the first one uh, there in your notes. If, if we're going to really leave a legacy in our work in the kingdom, the first step is to say, God, use me in my family, in my family. That should be all of our, our focus, is what God has put in front of me right now most of the days uh, most of the hours of my day, of my life, in, in my life in general. You know, I, I have spent a lot of time over the last several uh, weeks before this series began talking about family, talking about uh, uh, information to make healthy families. And in that, I spent a lot of time giving you tips on unity, focus for the family. I'm not going to dig into a lot of that because we already did that. As a matter of fact, if you missed that series a few weeks ago, go to newwalk.church. You can catch all of those past episodes from our Some Assembly Required series. But uh, in the scriptures, this is what Joshua says in this moment of declaration about what his house and what his family is going to be about. In Joshua 24 and 15, he says this, Hey, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, that's a scripture we use heavily on our Wild at Heart trip. We spend time uh, dealing with that scripture because one of the things I want for the guys is to focus on their family, to focus mostly on that. I, if at the end of the day, my time on this earth is done and I've left behind family and they can stand and they can say, hey, dad was a great dad. Uh, my husband was, my wife could say, my husband was a great husband, that, that he lived the life that he was called to live. Man, that is legacy material. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, let me ask you, as you're saying, God, use me, put me in coach. I, I want to be used by you. I, have you have you decided to say, God, use me for my, for my family, your loved ones, your relatives, extended family? I know uh, that you've probably got some crazy family members. Please don't look around at anybody uh, next to you. Uh, maybe you're the crazy one in the family. It doesn't matter. Legacy people are the ones who are being used by God to invest in their family. Let me give you the second thing. The second thing is this. 
It's being able to say, God, will you use me in my church? One of the easiest next steps for you and I, I'll go outside of our families to look into our, is to look into our church family and say, hey, in my church family, how can God, you do a work in me and through me in that church family? Gosh, all over our building, incredible things are happening. Like when you look at our building and the things going on here on the weekend, people serving from guys like sweating in the parking lot, the work that's taking place in our kids' ministry, the work that's taking place in our student ministry on Wednesday nights. Heck, during my time, during the week, uh, here at the office at times, when I'm at our church office, I, man, I get a lot of people coming in to serve, do little things throughout the week. Uh, maybe it's the guys in the media work that's happening kind of behind the scenes, the production work, those people that are putting it on the line to try to make the weekends happen. Whatever it looks like in our church, you have an opportunity to plug in to something like that. I want to challenge you to say, if you're not uh, being used by God to do a work in your church, then Maybe that's part of your prayer. God, with a little bit of faith, I'm ready to step into a work in the church. I love what the scripture says in Ephesians 4:16. It says this, that under the direction of Jesus, it says he makes the whole body. Okay, he makes the body. In other words, the body of believers, the church. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's Christ's church. He makes it fit together perfectly, the whole body. As each part does its own special work, in other words, all of us, everybody watching this right now as a believer, you have a special work in the work of the church. Uh, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Look at that, uh, again, that progression there, that, that when you do your part in the body of believers, you help others grow and you help their love grow but don't miss this. When you do your part in the church, you also grow and your love grows because you're a part of the body. So when you decide to step up and leave a legacy in the work of the church, there's a growth in your own life that will take place, but also in the life of others. Let me give you the third thing that you can ask God to use you to build legacy in. Here's the third thing. Ask God to use you in your work. You talk about where you're spending your time. Uh, look, uh, they've done some studies on what the average human does in a 24-hour period. Uh, two and a half hours of leisure time in a day. Uh, one and a half hours of household activities. 1.1 hours of eating, drinking. 1.2 caring and helping others. 1.7 hours in doing who knows what, just people doing all kinds of odds and ends, and seven and a half hours or so on average of sleep. What that means is for a lot of us, we're spending an 8.8 .8 amount of hours a day just at work. In fact, for many of you, you spend more time at work than in any other thing in your day. That means God has given us in those moments an opportunity to make a difference in a lot of people's lives, the people around us. You might say, well, well, how can I help somebody at work? Well, you can always offer to pray for somebody. You can always talk about what God did through you, through your weekend at church and other experiences in your life. You can always let others know that you're a believer. So at a time when they're in tension, transition, trouble, they're going through some sort of difficulty in their life, you're going to be there and you're going to be the one that they turn to when they're hurting and going through a struggle. But folks, 
I'll tell you this. The number one thing you can do at your work to kind of put on a show, to be able to kind of build a platform to care about others at your work is to just do your job and do it well, right? Uh, people are not impressed with people who are lazy, don't do their job, don't show up. And so uh, you want to be a good steward of the job that God has given you. And when you do that, then you have an opportunity to make a difference in people's lives. In Colossians 3, 23, it says, work willingly at whatever it is that you do, as though you are doing your work, as though you are working for the Lord, our Father, our Heavenly Father, uh, and you're doing it rather than working for people. You're doing the work as though you're doing it for God and not doing it for people. Like in everything that we're doing, I'm saying, hey, I'm doing this for you, God. And when you put yourself in that position, now people are paying attention to your work ethic. Now they're interested in knowing if you can pray for them. Now they're interested in knowing what kind of difference you can make in their life. Here's the last thing I, I want to share with you about how God can use you. I, I just put in your notes, in the world. God can use you. It, it's expansive about how God can use you. You know, in the, in the scriptures and kind of where we are in history today, uh, we're in a time period where we're waiting on the arrival of Jesus, right? He, he has uh, died on the cross and a crucifixion. He's risen from the dead. He's ascended into heaven. And now we await the return of Jesus Christ. But at the time before he ascended into heaven, uh, he left an assignment sort of like that passing of the baton that we've been talking about, that, he, you know, letting others uh, be involved it goes from Jesus to the disciples and now to you and I. And then that passing of the baton in Acts 1-8, uh, Jesus gives this bit of command before ascending into heaven. He says, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in, Jer in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Uh, he, he's saying that we have opportunities now to take the baton and go and reach all kinds of people. Now, I, I think it's important to remember, though, uh, in the moment where Jesus is speaking this, he is in Jerusalem and he's telling the disciples, start first there. Like this is your this is your local area. This is your spot, your Judea. And maybe Judea is in a little expanded area around there. But then he goes on and he says, now there's another more expansive place. There's Samaria, you might say, a more broad area of west or west central Florida. And then he says, even going to the ends of the earth. And one might say, if you live in Florida, maybe the ends of the earth is Georgia. So, but uh, no, there's, the truth is, is that it's the world that you and I now as disciples, as followers of Jesus Christ can make a difference in people's lives. In fact, during the time that this text was written, uh, these uh, disciples, they really couldn't go to the ends of the earth. They didn't have the means to do something like that. In the year 2022, you and I do have the means to actually be involved and work for the things of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. But certainly during this time, Jesus is saying, you have access to a power, that's the Holy Spirit, all believers have access to that, to make a difference with that power in the area right around you again, in your backyard. 
Who is it that you know, neighbors, friends, people that are right around you in every day of your life that could be impacted with the message of Jesus Christ? And so I want to I want to challenge you that you ask God, you say, put me in coach. You ask God, you say, God, use me in a big way. Be ready then for where he might say for you to go and be involved in. Maybe it is your family. Of course, it probably is. Uh, but maybe it's also for some of you that step in the work of the church. Uh, maybe for some of you, it's in your job, starting to make a more of a difference in your job. And of course, just work all over our community and beyond. And in this game day series, we've been challenging you to take further and further steps. Would you pray in just a moment when we pray, would you pray, God, use me. God, put me in. Let me take my next step. I want to say for some of you, your next step is to get involved in the work of the church. Maybe you'll sign up for one of our boot camps and say, I'm, I'm ready to be a part of a boot camp. What is boot camp? It sounds like a really big deal. All it is is us spending an hour with you here on a weekend, explaining to you what we do in the work of the church, and then putting you on one of our teams and getting you into one of our rotations. And so maybe you're not currently taking that step and you, or you haven't in the past and you want to, I'm going to be praying that when you say, God, use me in the work of the church, if you've been on the sidelines, in the stands, that you'll exercise that bit of faith and say, God, I'm ready for you to use me in the church. I'm ready to sign up for boot camp. Let us know on the card. Drop it in the buckets when the buckets pass in just a little bit and get engaged in the work of the church. Hey, let's close out our time together in prayer. God, what a big prayer it is to say, use me. I pray that there are people right now who are saying, you know what, uh, I, I'm, my heart is ready. Uh, God, I, I, I see that I I'm, I'm need to be involved. Physically, I'm going to put the work in. God, I'm ready to clear out some time in my schedule to be used by you. I'm going to exercise a little step of faith to advance forward into whatever it is, God, you're calling me out to. God, I'm ready. Put me in. Coach, I'm ready to take that next step. I know, God, there are some people watching, some people right now, they, they heard me talk about purifying their heart, getting their heart right. You can receive the forgiveness of sin. If that's anybody here right now, watching, listening to this within the sound of my voice, you can receive a new heart, the scriptures say, by allowing Christ to enter and receiving the forgiveness of sin. Would you receive them into your heart right now? Say, God, I accept the gift of forgiveness through your son, Jesus Christ. I am ready to begin that journey with you. Forgive me of my sin. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen.